Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. T-Dog, you gotta do the intro? Yeah, like, I thought I got disconnected because it went black for a second. That was just you. (laughs) Yo. Yo. Sick intro, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not gonna do the intro. What do you mean? (laughs) You said you wanted to. I was like, yo, you're gonna do the intro? You're like, yeah. I thought I thought you meant like just say yo back or something. You know? No, no, that's funny though. It's like Taylor wanted to do the intro. Her screen goes black. It's like <laughs> whoops. Taylor has left the chat. Taylor doesn't want to do the intro. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. Bye. I've had 23 weeks of being wise. Yeah, that's a lot. We're asking a lot out of you. <laughs> we're squeezing everything you've got. You're just gonna be so stupid when we're done with you. <laughs> All right, but for real though, how many times after a work day have you cried on the ride home? Every day. Almost every day. I'm usually like a before work crier. No. Me too. No. Oh my god, me too. No, because you can't let them know. You got to no. go in there. You cannot go in there with puppy eyes. I always cry on my way home and then everybody in traffic thinks I'm a psychopath because I'm going 95 miles an hour and just sobbing. Every, almost every day. I would say three times a week. I probably do that. And I'm sure people probably like, are like, oh, there she is again. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> I'm also a before work crier because I feel yep. like I'm so anxious going into work that it just like, all of those emotions are yeah. there. And then once I get there, I like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> put your shades down. You know, cover those eyes. You cry, you're getting out of the car, and then you walk in, who's ready to party? <laughs> but then when you cry, if you're already stoned, you become, like, ten times more stoned, I feel like. <laughs> you're like, a uh, little helpful weed trick. <laughs> cry all your emotions out. You'll get way higher. <laughs> nothing but nothing but room for high after that. It gets to work, your eyes are bloodshot. No, I was just crying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after I cry, I always go, what can I buy myself now to make myself feel better? Okay, I think I I think I think need a pink drink. That's going to make everything better. <laughs> really? Because I start looking at the first $50 item that catches my eye. <laughs> at least your coping mechanism is a hell of a lot cheaper. A little bubble tea? I think I'll get one again today. <laughs> Probably a t-shirt. Because <laughs> I was really sad. Oh, so fun fact, where I get my lashes done, they do all the makeup for the politicians. Wait, really? Yeah, they did, like, they do all of them. They do the primary makeup and everything. They'd be like, doll me up like that Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Make me look like I'm stumbling out of the room. I want the tan of (laughs) D-Trump. I want to smile like Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Yeah. I want to warm the hearts like that creepy old bastard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want women to fear me. <laughs> oh, this is a silly one. We should name this like DK Talks Politics, and then it's just a bunch of stupid shit that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> If you had the option to join the Illuminati and the choice was you could have all the fame and riches and everything in the world, 
But you had to do whatever they told you to. Would you do it? Would you, Taylor? Um, it depends. What are they telling me to do? Well, well you got to do all the stuff that you think the Illuminati does, but you get all like, the benefits. No. Oh, yeah. See, what? that's what I told her. I was like, honestly, I said I'd be into it for, like, the power and the money, but as soon as they told me to, like, f*** a kid. <laughs> no, you just sacrifice them. Oh, you don't have to. You don't have to touch them. <laughs> oh I don't think you have to touch them. <laughs> why did Why did I think that they were? No, I think that was just Tom Hanks. Oh, <laughs> he had that weird like Instagram where he would post like children's shoes like that they found on the side of the road and like In binkies and. All right. So on today's podcast, we are talking to two girls from the West Coast um, that drift, and they're really cool. Um, we've got Missy Morte. And that's her uh, name on Instagram, too, if you want to follow her. And then we have the newly Phoebe Jacobs, because she just got married. <laughs> and uh, hers is It's Phoebe, with three E's in uh, the B part of Phoebe. And It's Phoebe Jacobs. So if you guys want to check them out and see their cars and how cool their lives are, now you know how to find them. And, uh, yeah, they're both really cool. And uh, I've never met them in person. I met uh, Phoebe's husband, Julian Jacobs, because he came to, uh, was it East Coast Bash last year? He came to one of the bigger ones, didn't he? Julian? Yeah, I can't remember which uh, event it was. Yeah, but he, she was Didn't he come to, to BMI or something? Yeah, maybe yeah, that's it what BMI. it was. Yeah, but um, Taylor's was, got the memory on it. Yeah, look at that. Sunshine's done you good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, she was supposed to go out there with them, but she couldn't make it. I think she was, like, not feeling well or something. But uh, I met Julian, and, uh, yeah, he is just as fucking tall as what I've heard. Like, he is absolutely insanely tall. Did you notice that? Or how could you not notice that? You're, he was probably extremely scary to you. Everybody seems tall to me. Yeah. He is a ladder. But he was very nice, and he brought Phoebe her stickers, her Drift Kitchen stickers back. <laughs> All right, so are you guys cool with us talking about drugs? Because we do talk about that, like, a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's with anything. No. <laughs> I just want to make sure that we're not going to, like, ruin, like, everything for you guys. No, you're good. We're <laughs> not to ruin ourselves in the process. We're really open with, uh, with a lot of things, though. So. Yeah. I would say, wait, Phoebe, do you work with weed or no? Yeah, I work in the cannabis industry. Nice. See? We're, we're still in, like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the East Coast when it comes to weed. I feel like they're just, like, really weird about it. It's really expensive over here, too, if there is, like, a dispensary. Yeah. Yeah, that one hurts. Somebody told me that they were selling, like, a gram for, like, 40 bucks. And I was like, nope, I'll stick to uh, I'll stick my... I got two. I got two pre rolls the other day in mass, and it was thirty six dollars. Oh, oh no, no thanks. Here in California, it just really depends on what, like, what grade you're looking for. If you care about what the strain is or what the THC percentage is, a lot of people here in California are obsessed with how much THC is and stuff. So you could buy a pre roll for like a probably a full gram pre roll for fifty bucks. If you're someone who cares about that, yeah, if you're someone who cares about the brand or what type of strain it is, yeah, it's a whole different world. <laughs> I feel like I care. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 
so uneducated when it comes to marijuana. I'm just like, the only box it has to check is that it gets me high. True. And that's about it. <laughs> like $10 of weed. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Now I know a guy. <laughs> that's all you need. Um, yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. And um, are you okay with us talking about microdosing? I want to double yeah. check. I, yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. Cool, cool. Because we're, like, legitimately really interested in that. Yeah, because I... Have you ever done any, like, mushrooms at all? Taylor and I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, recently? Um, I did, like, a couple months ago, yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty recent. But, like, for me, I've always gotten, like, a, like, anxious, almost. Okay. I don't know. So, like, the microdosing, that always interested me for, like, not just a trip, but, like, you know, the benefits of it. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm like, I have a little, some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say to you, like, with microdosing, see, I only did mushrooms once and I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> was it was oh. it the same um, strain? Like, you guys all got had the same strain? I just gave them, like, a tiny bit. I didn't oh, share too okay, much. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I guess maybe that's kind of like a microdose. And honestly, you're not really supposed to feel anything with a microdose to begin with. I mean, sometimes you'll have, like, a little bit of, like, brightness or, like, an HD, like, vision type thing. But not really. It's not supposed to give you any, like, psychoactive effect. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like, I always say it's like taking a vitamin. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? it's, it's like, like the long-term effects yeah. that you notice. So you you reap the ben- the benefits, and then later on, you know what I mean. Like you'll you'll notice you know little things as you continue to do it. But yeah, you're not gonna get like <laughs> a little oh. buzz going from it. Who are they kidding? They were both giggling their asses. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because you were yeah, she was being weird. <laughs> I get super but uncomfortable. Like, like I it, I cannot wait for it to be over. Pretty much every time I do it, and. Dude, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, like Kim was saying, I was I was just walking around, like, I couldn't just, like, sit down. Yeah, and I, that can sometimes put you in a bad place, too. If you're inside or if you're stuck sitting in the same place, you have to kind of move around or being outside is the best. But I've also found that if I get a CBD cartridge or some CBD gummies, like, from the dispensary with actual CBD and THC in them, that helps the come up much, much more. Like, I don't necessarily feel like I want to crawl out of my skin or... I don't think I want this to be over the whole time. So that's definitely helped the past couple times I did it. it I definitely have my CBD vape with me the whole time. So when you microdose, is that something you do every day? Um, no, honestly, um, you do end up building a tolerance. So it's honestly better to do one day on, two days off. Okay. Yeah, that's probably like the best way to do it. And honestly, I feel like I feel more of the benefits like a day or two after yeah, probably not so much in the moment, like, or that the day of. I saw on uh, one of your stories, it looks like a vitamin, right? Because it's, it's... Yeah, like- I, I put them in capsules, so I sell them as capsules. Yeah, because oh, they're measured and everything. That's a, even it's, like, probably more time release, too. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know, it sounds like a better idea. I only tried ta- one Taylor crappy mushroom, so I don't really have, like... <laughs> <laughs> Never going to hear the end of it. Molly <laughs> just picked it out of her yard and made me eat it for fun. <laughs> like, yeah, you're doing it too. I mean, at least you're alive. You know, I picked the right one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't... Like, but did you die? <laughs> you picked I the feel safe like... one. 
I feel like we should clarify, don't eat mushrooms that you just find outside <laughs> if you don't yeah. know what you're doing. <laughs> Only Taylor gets lucky like that. <laughs> oh, no. um, is, is there like a specific like strain of mushroom that you use for that? Um, I mean, it has to be anything that's psilocybin. There's different um, kind of, honestly, like I'm not extremely knowledgeable on other strains. Like I know there's like the, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to say it wrong. Amanita mascara, I believe is what it's called. It's that red one, that, like, famous red one with, like, the white spots that, like... I got it on my um, arm. Yeah, literally <laughs> really. So, like, that is also considered, like, some people will, um, they don't, they'll trip off of it. There's, like, certain ones, but it's not recommended. Um, there's this guy named Paul Stamet. He's, like, a super big, like, advocate for mushrooms and, like, microdosing and, like, the benefits. Like, if anybody wants to, like, look into somebody like he's the guy um he's done so much research and he has like his own grows and he um i believe he also grows like uh, like gourmet mushrooms i'm not too sure mostly psilocybin but anyways he was talking about how um he took the amanita and the trip was horrible. Like some people have like horrible trips. It's like one of the things where it's like a repetition. He kept like, he, he talked about how he kept dropping his camera and he would like pick it up and like, oh shit, like I dropped my camera, drop it again, pick it up. And he was just literally stuck on repeat. And like people were staring at him like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? So it's like one of the ones that's not recommended. So yeah, there's, there's like several strains. Um, you just have to do research, really. Yeah, it's kind of like can cannabis too, in a way. There's different strains of mushrooms, just like there's different strains of weed, and some of them have different effects than others. Some are more visual, some aren't, um, and I think it can also differ with how much you take. Because like currently we have some right now. What are the Melnick? They're called Melnick. They're also Melnick. known as Penis Envy. They're like they're pretty well known. Well, Penis Envy is like known to be extremely intense and like some of like the top, top, really intense mushrooms. But I did them last weekend and I was like feeling a little negative. I've been like hating my fucking job. I'm just like over everything. So I was like, I'm gonna eat some mushrooms, try to reset, get rid of the stank ass attitude and just try to let it all go. And so my husband and I ate some, we laid in bed and I felt really good at first. And then all of a sudden my body started aching and I was like, okay, here it goes. Like I just wanted to be over. And then it felt like I had the flu and my body was aching. I was sweating. I felt like I had a fever, but then there was something inside of me that was just like, this is the negativity leaving. Like, just let it happen. Let it go. It's like all of your bitchiness is coming out of your body. So just suffer and let it out. So it was like, probably a good two hours of me just laying there and my husband felt so bad and he'd be like are you okay just let me die and then it was like the blink of an eye I felt so much better and I was happy and giggly and like this whole week at work I mean I still fucking hate my job but I've been much less bitchy and like I just feel more positive so you just gotta walk out honestly though Maybe it's an East Coast thing. You guys are way more chill than us, and that's just, like, notoriously known. I feel like any one of, like, us that goes out there is, like, they're so nice and relaxed. And they're all, like, angry, and we're like, fuck this job. Walk out. Beep in for, like, yeah. five minutes on the all mushrooms. <laughs> all the mushrooms. We all do mushrooms and smoke. <laughs> yeah, I get flipped off, like, twice a day, easy. Every day on my way to work. That's how upset people are here. And it's just like you just go numb to it. You're like, yeah, all right, fuck you. And then, like, you just move on. It's weird. But 
you did say husband so many times that I do want to congratulate you just because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> like, it, congratulations. That's huge. It's so weird. I'm trying to practice because he's been my boyfriend for 15 years. So, like, switching from husband to boyfriend just, and it makes me feel like such a grown up, and I'm so fucking such not. A woman. Oh my God, such a woman. Yeah, I'm a lady now. <laughs> Were you expecting it? Um, no, it wasn't really like a proposal. We were actually, um, celebrating our 15 year anniversary and, um, we got this amazing Airbnb down in Santa Cruz, like literally on the beach. And it was like a rooftop little studio thing with a hot tub. And we were sitting in the hot tub, looking at the stars. He was teaching me about space, which was so fucking boring. <laughs> That's and, but yeah, and after I ran out of Uranus jokes, we somehow started talking about our cats, which are like our children. And I just like jokingly said, you know, someday I want to have the same last name as you guys. Because when they go to the vet, they're Jacobs. And he so quick was like, let's elope. And I was like, excuse me? Did you choke? Did you get water in your mouth? And he was like, no, seriously, let's elope. And he'd never really been into it before. And I didn't really care. Both of our parents weren't married. So it's not something that's been like crazy important. And yeah, he was like down to elope. So I was like, let's do it. And then probably like a month later, we were going to go through the courthouse and we were going to have them do it. And the lady at the courthouse was such a bitch. It was like, it was like dealing with someone at the DMV. Like she just didn't give a fuck. She does marriages all day. You know, she was like, I didn't understand something she said and she was like, maybe try rereading the email I sent you. And I was like, Oh hell no. And so I, I was like, I don't want to get married there. I don't want them to do it. So one of his childhood best friends ended up getting ordained and came to our house and we just got married in our front yard with like my mom, his stepdad and our roommates. And yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Cause she oh, was, that's ruining, awesome. she was ruining your day. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I was like, you know what? This is not the venue. No, <laughs> you'll not be getting my business. Yeah, those people at the court are miserable. Yeah, you, she got I married at, at the court. I did get married at the court, but you stuck with it. You're like, whatever. No, she's, she's nice. She's cool. But um, I worked at a court for like six years, and those ladies hate their lives. Yeah, I didn't like it. So yeah, it was much better in our front yard, and we wore matching Crocs. And he custom painted them in the booth candy red. And we both had our obnoxious candy red Crocs. And then so cute. <laughs> he, he's not going to wear a ring, which is totally fine with me. But for our ceremony, we had to have rings. So I told him to grab a T-bolt clamp from the shop, like a hose clamp, and just like sneak it into his pocket. And then when we did the ceremony, we snuck it out and like showed everyone. <laughs> it's like a little joke. And he wore his little clamp ring for the ceremony. Yeah, it was fun. It was perfect. 15 years. Holy crap. That's so long. It's so, so long. And we've known each other since the seventh grade. So it's like, we've pretty much known each other our whole lives. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, you got so lucky. I've wasted so much time. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. We should probably talk about some drift and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. You guys drift. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I think it should be said, like, Back when we were, like, were starting Drift Kitchen, um, like, we saw you ladies doing the Drift Day for girls out in California, so you kind of, like, sparked the inspiration for what we've been doing out here on the East Coast. I love that. It, it's so, like, sweet to me that we were an inspiration because we just, like, 
it was just such a random thing, you know, I, I want to, I've been wanting to do it. And then I met Missy and I told her about it and she was super down and, you know, we just did it. We didn't really have a plan or we didn't know we what really it was going to be. Like we had nothing like you guys, you guys have took this so far and have done so much, yeah. but it was just, I got so tired. I mean, I've been at drift events for, you know, the past 15, 16 years sitting there before I had my own car, everything went into Julian's car. So I was just at the events most of the time hanging out. Usually the only girl back in the day, there wasn't many girls into drifting. Most drifters didn't have girlfriends. <laughs> like there was no photographers. <laughs> There's no videographers. Like it was me out in the field with a point and shoot Sony camera, like recording everybody's runs. Um, and then when girls did start coming around, it was like, you know, nobody said hi to one another. There was no like, all the guys are so fucking nice. They're broing out. They hug each other. They love each other. Like they're having such a good time. And then you see a girl over here and a girl over here, yeah. and we're all bored as fuck. Like probably all smoking weed in different cars. <laughs> you know, we're super bored. And I'd always wanted to have an event where I could just create a place for girls to come and feel comfortable and feel comfortable saying hello to one another and knowing that you're gonna get it back and you know be welcomed and. To be able to come to an event and know you're going to spin out and take more time than maybe the, the run ahead of you. And that's okay, you know, because I feel like a lot of it is you're so intimidated. I'm going to suck. I'm going to, I'm going to take up too much time. Everybody in line is going to be annoyed. But if we create a space where everybody sucks, <laughs> everybody, everybody has that mindset, you know, where they're like, oh God, then what's the problem? So Missy and I decided to throw the event and we rented the little skid pad at Thunder Hill and. Luckily, Julian came and helped us set up the course, and we both took one look at the course, and we were like, there's no fucking way we're going to be able to do this. Like, it's too hard. I was mad at Julian. I like, know. You made it too difficult. Everybody's intimidated. And he was like, if it's too easy, you're not going to get any better. Like, and if we it were still intimidate too. Oh, we were super learning. We were like, yeah. yeah. We were learning so much ourselves, so it was like, For sure. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. You didn't even make us look cool. <laughs> For real. And then, yeah, everybody was a little intimidated. And then by the end of the day, the girls were just tearing it up. And, like, I think my favorite memory of the whole day was being at the front of the line and looking in my side mirror and seeing Dude. 20 cars behind me and knowing that every single we were car not was expecting. a girl driver. Like, yeah, it's just such a good feeling to have that many girls and have everybody come and get to chat with one another. But... I don't even know if there was that much chatting because everybody was just in their yeah. car all day long, so much seat time. And yeah, it, it was, was a good feeling though. It's like, I, I think we still vibed off of each other, even though we didn't really get the opportunity to like one-on-one -on -one with everybody. Yeah. It was still really good. Like the energy and the vibe was really good. So it was nice. I feel like when you have that space where women can just like, like you said, do everything without being judged. Yeah. That just really helps. Yeah, for seriously. sure. And there's, like, there's no pressure behind it, you know what I mean? Like, we're all there learning, like, everybody, we have people who were there to, like, help instruct or if someone wanted to be in the car, but, you know, <laughs> and we also had a little donut pad, too, so, um, and, like, a figure eight setup, so for people who didn't feel comfortable with the course, they can at least practice there. It was really good, just all it, around. Yeah, I also think it's so important for girls and just beginners in general to be able to focus on the basics yeah. because a lot of the times, I don't know for boys if it's because they're playing video games, so they're learning counter steer before they're actually driving or what it may be, but I know for my husband, I almost said boyfriend, he threw me in a drift car my first time and was like, just put it in third and go, you'll be fine. And I didn't even know how to spin a donut. And that <laughs> stuff is so important in the beginning, you know, to feel your car out and understand what understeer and oversteer is. And 
it, you know, I was kind of cheated of that in the beginning. So I was struggling and struggling and like, why do I suck so much? I can't get this. And then Ryan Cotto got in the car with me and was like, why don't we do a few donuts? And then once I understood the donuts, everything else made so much more sense. So I feel like just giving the girls the opportunity to have practice in the basics, fundamentals is super important. Oh, that's awesome. That's probably the funniest advice I've ever heard. Just throw in the third. <laughs> yeah. Of course we would say that's, that. That's the guy who's good at everything. Yeah. He just, <laughs> we just started mountain biking and same fucking thing. He gets my bike fixed for me, takes me to a trail, tells me it's a beginner trail. I have a hard tail. He has a full suspension. So my bike's a little bit more rough and I'm like, <laughs> it's so much fun. Like <laughs> trying not to cry because I'm terrified. And then come to find out I'm on a bike that's too big for me and we're doing intermediate trails. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's because everything's beginner for him. He's yeah. like, this is so easy. Well, the same thing he's told me with my KA, like, you know, if you learn to drive or drive, you can drive anything. And now it's, if you can ride that mountain bike, you can ride any bike. <laughs> <laughs> I love his positive outlook on life. Right? And like, it's just funny though, because it seems like he's really good at like, I don't know, tricking you into being good at stuff, though. So, yeah, maybe that's maybe it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you'll be fine. And you have been. Yeah. So look at that. Been. I think you didn't get hurt, or at least you didn't say you did, so. Yeah, I on wood. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite memory of the women's drift, play, drift day was hitting the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> My story I know, I was like, is this the video <laughs> where I hit the wall? I don't even know if there's a video if it exists. I, don't I feel like somebody caught you hitting the wall. Yeah. Like, how, how did was that it bad? go? What? What did you say? How'd that go? Oh, was it, um, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, it, I was fine. The car was fine. Like, everything was fine. Um, it's just, uh, it took me, like, three years to finally, like, I had to chop the rear end off. There was, like, nothing I can do to pull out. It was in the back um, driver's side corner on the taillight end, and it was just really bad. Like, it bent all the way up to my, like, my exhaust, my manifold was bent. Like, everything didn't line up afterwards. And so, yeah, we ended up just chopping off the whole rear end, replaced it with another one. <laughs> it was a lot of work. I was out for, like, transplant. it was, that's what I call it, the butt transplant, because it took, like, honestly, it took me almost a whole, I was out for, like, a whole year just trying to get everything together, because I bought, you know, Arrow, I got a bunch of Arrow, and I'm like, okay, well, nothing fits, I can't even put this expensive Arrow on my fucking car, <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I love, though, because like I had to do this too is like you work on your car outside I do it's horrible. she's a badass she does everything on her car I'm the complete opposite I don't do anything I'm so spoiled like I usually Julian or I find someone else to do it for me like I, I fucking hate it and I suck at it but Missy is like she's a real badass she does it all it's not fun though <laughs> you're like I wish I didn't know how to do it I have a garage now for the first time in my life, and like, granted, I haven't really like used it yet. But I'm just like, what am I? What do I get to do now? Like, that's like life. probably the best feeling, though, just knowing yeah. that it's that accessible. You know, like, were you were you working outside as well? Or yeah, my I, when I was at my parents' house, it was um, outside on the dirt. They didn't even let me use the driveway, so I'm like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah, so mine wasn't even at my house. I had to drive, like, 45 minutes away just to get to my car. And so if I forgot a tool or I forgot anything at all, it was 
I wanted to cry, basically. Like, <laughs> I would really literally have to go to any local store and spend extra money on tools I already had. So, or go back. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're motivated enough to do that. I feel like if I'm getting out of work and then I have an hour drive to go, like, work on something else, I'm always going to pick going home and sitting on the couch and getting high. I have no self-control. Weed always wins. It's the worst. <laughs> That's why it takes me so long to finish anything because I'm like, I really don't feel like taking the time to drive in traffic. California traffic is horrible. I don't know how traffic is like where you guys live, but it is horrible. Like a 30 minute drive that would normally be 30 minutes is like at least an hour. Like any time is like doubled. Yeah, it's hit or miss out here. That sounds like Massachusetts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, mass can be bad. Uh, New Jersey kind of sucks because it's like my way to work. There's also uh, a way off of my, the highway, the main highway I take. It takes you straight to New York City. So then I have to like battle New York City traffic too. So that part sucks. But honestly, you guys probably have it way worse because I've heard California traffic sucks. We're not quite as bad as like Southern California. Everybody thinks that like California is just all like southern california like palm trees and white sandy beaches and beautiful weather but southern california has serious traffic like two to three hour commutes in traffic but up here it's usually just like rush hour i spend most of my time on the road and it's fucking amazing how many people even make it to where they're going because there's so many awful drivers (laughs) it's the same out here don't worry (laughs) suck out here too um, so, did you guys meet through Cars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, we were hosting a, I can't remember what event we called it, but we had Naoki and Miki come, and it was right before we did Super D Matsuri down at Grange. We had them come to Sonoma Raceway, which is kind of like our local racetrack, and we set up a mock Mahon corner. And my car wasn't ready. I wasn't driving, but everybody was driving. And then there's this girl in this vert fucking, not only was it like the crazy Mahon corner, but it was the Mahon corner with this dip in the middle. Was it a dip or a bump? Either way. It was a bump bump that was like launching cars off the line and like pretty much right at the wall. So it's like, you couldn't handle like getting thrown off your line. Like you were going straight into the wall and here's Missy and her little kid. Like, she wasn't scared, and in my head, I was I like, was I don't scared. know you were doing Girl, it, though. You were scared. doing it. And in my head, I was like, I don't know if I would, like, be doing this if my car was even running. Like, she's a badass, and I didn't get the chance to see her, but I ended up messaging her, because I'm awkward like that. <laughs> I just told her how she killed it, and how cool it was, and we, yeah, we just became yeah. friends. And it was perfect, because we were both, like, at the same level of driving, like, at this, right at the same spot, pretty much, mm-hmm. so... It was really fun to get to drive together and be two girls at the event. There's still not that many girls out here at the event. There's there's a handful, but... I feel like for every event, there's at least, like, one other girl. Yeah. Aside from, like, us or something. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. Something I've realized with Taylor and Alexis is it's almost like if you build it, they'll they'll come. They'll come around eventually uh, to doing it, even if it's, like, they borrow their boyfriend's car for the weekend or something. I've just noticed... Um, since they've been doing their events, it's weird. We used to see, like, maybe one girl, two girls at an event, usually you and one other person. And then out of nowhere now, it's, like, there's ten girls at every, like, Club Loose event um, or Nedco. It's definitely grown a lot on the yeah. East Coast. 
for sure. It's insane. The NYU event there was a lot, wasn't there? Like, there's yeah, scary. we had. I think there was five of us at Super D NYE. Hell yeah! It was so much fun. Kayla McNutt is such a fucking badass. She's so amazing. She's like the sweetest soul. The first time I met her, she walked up to me and was like, "Hi, I'm Kayla. Want to smoke a joint?" Fuck like, <laughs> yeah! That's like, like the succulents and plants, and like we've just been in love ever since. And that was the second time we got to drive together, but really the first time we actually got to like lay down runs with our cars both working. And again, to have five car all girl tandems was so much fucking fun and so cool. Of course, my car oh, yeah. out like the last hour when everything was like really going, but <laughs> it was so fun. It was so good. That's you know, that's going to be a good friendship when it starts with, hey, do you smoke weed or do you want to smoke a joint? <laughs> yeah, love it. I would say it'd be weird to like, if we hung out with somebody who didn't like to smoke weed that much, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not weird, but I feel like it's just funny that... You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't smoke weed that much. Well, Honestly, I, I'm like, I'm the midnight toker. Like, I have to go home. I have to be chill. Like, then I can <laughs> smoke. If I'm out, I'm kind of awkward. I'll get really quiet, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, just leave me alone. (laughs) I feel like we, like, heavily influence each other when we're together, though. Like, how much we'll smoke, like, by ourselves on an average day compared to how much we'll smoke if we were to hang out for 48 hours is so terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'd be like, we'd be so poor if we all hung out all the time. (laughs) There's nothing better, though, than finding another girl that does smoke as much as you. Because sometimes that can be rare also, where you're like, want to smoke? And she's like, sure. And then she'll take one hit, and you're like, oh. She's paranoid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm high. We'll put it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta be careful. It's all right. I had, like, one hit today. You got me fucked up. I was laughing so hard. I don't know. The worst part, too, is I keep hitting it, and I'm like, is it okay? I'll pack you another one, because I'm gonna finish it. (laughs) Oh I'm God. like, are you good? We were really looking forward to the event you guys were going to have at T Hill. We had such a hard <laughs> 2020 that year. <laughs> you see what you did? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I like, I don't know. I manifest. I was like, like trying to manifest good you. stuff. I'm sorry. I'm eating all your dinner. <laughs> no, so. it's okay. It's all okay. right. My my husband made um buffalo cauliflower bites. They're delicious. Jealous. <laughs> Correction. Her husband made me. <laughs> I've eaten most of them. That's why I'm not even going off camera anymore. I'm just like, you guys are gonna see it. So we just closed on a house in New Hampshire about um a couple months ago. Two months ago. Yeah. Um, but we go up to um the spot in Maine. It's like the easternmost point of the United States. And um, okay. we have, like, a pretty much just, like, an outhouse set up there. But we're trying to do, like, a cabin or a yurt or something along those lines and be totally off-grid up there. Heaven. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I've been seeing, we've been seeing tons of owls and stuff here. And I know you're super into hey, too. Uh, such a sucker for owls. Really just anything in nature. But my mom was, like, this insane bird watcher when I was a kid. And I hated it. She, like, would have her binoculars, like on her side ready to fucking stare at birds and I thought it was so annoying when I was little like I hated it she'd pull over make me late for work or school and and now that I'm older like I know all the birds and I'll be like oh there's a hawk there's a red tail Julian's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Julian's you as a child (laughs) 
No, it's awesome though because sometimes we'll send stuff like back and forth over Instagram, just like yeah. bird stuff, not oh, even really? drifting related. It's just like, hey, check out this owl. That's hilarious. <laughs> when you find someone who's into random shit that you're into, like, and to be able to talk to someone about weed, drifting, and nature, like, triple whammy. Definitely got to come out to the West Coast, though. Yes, I would love that. I've never been out there. The furthest I've been is final bout we go to chicago first and then we go up to wisconsin you almost came out here last year almost almost and julian's gonna come back too like soon in the next couple weeks and i can't come what the hell it's so annoying (laughs) if you don't want to hang out just say it (laughs) (laughs) i'm currently studying to get my personal trainer certificate and then once i'm certified and i start training i'm fucking quitting my corporate cannabis job and i'll be working for myself so i'll be able to travel much much more Oh yeah! Did you just say corporate cannabis job? Is yes. that a thing? That's a yes. thing. <laughs> it's a, it's definitely a thing, and it's growing pr- like crazy. But it's like a bunch of big wigs that come from like FedEx, UPS, Coca Cola, like all of these you know fancy yuppies, and they run the businesses as if it was UPS or FedEx. So okay. I work for the biggest cannabis distributor probably in the world. And we just partnered with Burner with his cookies brand and we distribute all of that. And we pretty much distribute like some of the biggest brands in the market. So every single dispensary wants what we have. We're in like, I think 95% of dispensaries in California. Oh, wow. We're about to start doing interstate stuff. So we'll be probably transporting or having facilities out in Colorado or Oregon. It's, it's really crazy. So it's really good money. But at the same time, you're just working with these capitalists. They're just getting richer and richer while I'm out there risking my fucking life every day to deliver weed and have tons yeah. of cash. And, you know, it's it's not the safest job. But the nice thing about the cannabis industry is it's such a young industry at this point. There's still a lot of equal opportunity for women to make good money and to get leadership positions. So it's like, you know, I had experience prior to this company and I walked on making more or equal to than every single man on my team with more experience than all of them had. So it was pretty good feeling just wow. to, be able to walk on and know more. I can promise them. you it is not the same so in the um, hydraulics industry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm glad you guys can't hear these loud ass cars. Everyone's like the driving's done, but everyone's just revving their car now. Wait, where um, are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm in, at English Town, New Jersey. They have a gambler event this weekend. Oh, you look like you've been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I like all... snuck myself in a corner. Yeah, I'm safe. Working, she's always on the road. I know, she really is. Wait, how close do you guys live near each other? Um, um forty-five minutes, maybe. Oh, okay. That's like me yeah. and me too. When um when we all first yeah I'm hanging moved, out we I moved to New Jersey we used to all be five minutes from each other yeah we were yeah. all like, you were literally around the corner yeah. from me I could walk to Alexis's house like if need be I wouldn't but <laughs> she's picked me up on the side of the <laughs> I wouldn't walk don't be silly <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> yeah now uh, now Kim's moved far away except Taylor for some reason is in Jersey today instead yeah we switched places I came to New Hampshire to visit and um. Taylor left the state when I came to visit, so. (laughs) Taylor, what do you do for work? Um, I'm a caretaker for a girl that has cerebral palsy. Okay. I used to do that. 
for yeah. someone who also had cerebral palsy. Oh, really? it's awesome. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy like hanging out with her and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's how I felt with the person I was taking care of. We had lots of fun. I take him on adventures and he loved it. Like he just loved having somebody that's like younger, closer to his age, you know, that's yeah. to like actually take him to go do things versus these, like, not to say I'm not a woman, but you know, like these old, you know, older women who would take him out or like just a simple walk. We would actually go out and do things and go to the parks and hang out with people. Honestly, his mom didn't know a lot of the time <laughs> just because they're so protective. I'm like, Oh my God. But he's like, He's young and he, he needs to experience, you know, what it's like to be young and have friends and like do things too. And microdose and smoke blunt. Yeah. He's young, he's gotta live. No, but that's awesome though, because basically it didn't make him feel like he was being babysat, which no, probably a lot of people would have felt like, oh, someone's here to watch me. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, he actually felt like, oh, cool, like, my friend's going to come hang out with me. And, yeah. like, he was so upset when I, like, decided to leave. It was just, like, his his family was really hard, and I just, I couldn't continue. Like, as much as I wanted to sacrifice to be with him, it was just, like, not, it was just not worth it. You know what I mean? Dude, that's the hardest part. Sometimes, like, I mean, I used to nanny kids before this, and you'd always, like, even with the girl that I watch now, it's, we have a great relationship, mm-hmm. but the parents, or, like, you know, the family, it's really hard to work with the family. It really is, for sure. I, I nannied for a family where it was, like, the Brady Bunch, and I was still in high school. That's, like, pretty much how I survived. I moved out of my family's house when I was, like... 13 and just kind of bounced around from different places as a live-in nanny for the most part and I got this lady who hired me and told me exact words I want you here so I don't have to see my husband's son's face like your job when he's here for the week week, one week on one week off is to keep him away from me I don't want to see him yeah and she wanted me to like just do things that I didn't find ethical even at you know I was 17 at the time like I had to decorate his bedroom like a classroom so he could catch up on his homework because he was so behind and I had to like be really strict with him and she was so awful and so mean to him I think I lasted like two months and I ended up having to quit because I just didn't believe in how she treated this child he was like 10 years old and no she sounds weird yeah people like, are fucking weird yeah you shouldn't be able to have just pop out kids either you should have to have some kind of certificate test i don't fucking know yeah. <laughs> i never want children i can say that um and i just i think people have them for a lot of the wrong reasons nowadays and i think that's going to inevitably make that child's life so much worse in the long run is to be born for the wrong reasons <laughs> i should in no way shape or form be in charge of a child at all <laughs> like i make piss poor decisions i can barely <laughs> fucking manage myself and my yeah. cat. <laughs> oh it's like oh it's formula or this really sweet t-shirt for me <laughs> <laughs> no more car parts no more drift events this 40 dollar <laughs> joint or some formula i don't know <laughs> i don't know kid you better start liking joints <laughs> i'm just kidding obviously i should probably say that after everything like that i say it's just kim saying sorry 40 times during a podcast have you guys had 
I'm really interested in the microdosing thing, just because I've only done acid, so I don't know anything about mushrooms. And- <laughs> you can yeah. grow your own mushrooms, also. It's like Julian and I have done a few batches, and there's like websites that sell mushroom growing kits, and ours was just like this little like Rubbermaid container, two of them, so you can like, do you know what a double boiler is? Like when you put a pot of water and then another pot on top of the hot water and it like the hot water underneath heats what's in the top pot it's kind of the same effect you get a fish tank heater that heats the water below and then you put another Rubbermaid on top and they sell kits that have like the medium that you would grow them in and then you can actually buy spores online because it's considered science scientific research so it's not illegal to buy the mushroom spores and you get like this little syringe in the mail and there's a whole process that you do. It took like, I think it took like three and a half months for our all of my, our mycelium to spread and all the little veins and whatnot through the material. And then just one day out of nowhere, there were all these little tiny points popping up and then they grow so fast once they actually turn into mushrooms. It's like within 24 hours, you have these crazy like clusters of mushrooms. I think one of them we had was like, it was huge. I don't remember how big, but like, I want to say like 20 grams or something when it was wet. It was huge. And they were so fun. They were really good mushrooms, like super fun and giggly. We like laughed all night long. And (laughs) yeah, it was like a whole process, but it's really cool. And once you do it once, you're like, I want to do it again. I want to do it for all the mushrooms, (laughs) like for the kitchen, for the mind. I feel like I don't want to wait three and a half months. I want to get high now. I would yeah. read that on the box and be like, oh, I'm a bitch. I thought I ordered drugs in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to do all this science shit. You didn't tell me I had to farm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk yeah. to you later. Right, thank, thank you, guys. I'm so proud of you guys. Keep fucking killing it. Oh, you're thank doing you. it. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. 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 Hey guys, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the swivel mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel mount helps capture sick footage and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. Um, yeah, so my Whitmore Weekly Wisdom this week is to uninvolve yourself in any unnecessary drama that you may have in your life. It's just not worth it. You're right. I, don't, I, don't, I never involve myself. I just like to hear it. And stay out of it. We all like to hear. We all like to hear fun stuff. But don't be a part of it. That's a good point. Yeah. Was that yeah. stupid? No. No, I think that's great. No. Stupid. It's great. All right. All right, homies. We'll see you next Tuesday.
Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys.